Hey there, and welcome to Food with Mark Bittman. As always, you can feel free to email us at food at markbittman.com. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. We will answer by email or on air. Please also consider subscribing to our thrice weekly newsletter, The Bitman Project. That's at bitmanproject.com. And of course, subscribe to this podcast. Follow us, like us, talk about us, complain about us. We don't care. Just get our name out there and listen to the podcast. You know it's great. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, 
PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. I was connected with Colorado Senator Michael Bennett via the now almost defunct Twitter. I saw that he'd done a podcast about TikTok and its threat to national security. I mean, let's just all go dark or become Luddites. And at the end, he talked about his favorite tofu recipe. How you tie all those things together? I don't know. But that tofu recipe was for Matt to cook everything. Turns out he's a fan, and that goes both ways, especially after our conversation with him. I'm joined by Kate today in this conversation. Senator Michael Bennett, like his good friend and mine, Senator Cory Booker, is a champion of good food and of food access. Before being appointed to the Senate in 2009, Bennett was superintendent of the Denver Public Schools, where he saw firsthand just how much poverty and food access or lack thereof can affect a child's life. The fire was stoked. Since then, he has tirelessly fought for SNAP, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which we sometimes call food stamps, and for school and summer meals. Think about it. What are kids who get free meals during the school year supposed to do during the summer? Hmm. He's also fought on behalf of farmers and for a good and just farm bill and more. We will talk about all those things. You can see why I'm a fan. He also happens to be an extremely personable, funny, kind guy. We start out a bit serious, I admit, but we get more lighthearted as we went on. Here we go. Me, Kate, and Senator Michael Bennett. I actually didn't know that you were superintendent of Denver Public Schools before you were appointed to the Senate in 2009. And it sounds to me, you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me that being superintendent enabled you to see firsthand the way growing up with or without certain financial resources can shape a life. It seems like that's what led you to advocate so fiercely for the child tax credit. For people who don't know what the child tax credit is, in short, those of us with kids under six got $300 a month per child. And it was an initiative that resulted in you seeing hunger in families with kids drop by a quarter during the tax credit period. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, because I know there were some doubts raised per usual when the credit was introduced. Yeah, I had no doubts of how it would be used because of the experience you're talking about, which is having been superintendent of the Denver Public Schools, where most of the kids were kids living in poverty. Most of the kids were kids of color and their parents were working two and three jobs often. And no matter what they did, they couldn't get their kids out of poverty, which is unfortunately the reflection of an economy in the in this country that for 50 years has 
you know, benefited the people at the very top and and made it very hard for other folks to stay in the middle class or to move their families out of poverty because we have some of the lowest economic mobility of any country in the world. I think ultimately we have to create an economy that when it grows, it grows for everybody, not just the people at the very top. But the child tax credit was a way of trying to mitigate for those deeply unfair economic outcomes that are happening in our country, which, by the way, again, is the richest country in the world, but still has one of the highest rates of childhood poverty in the United States. So I ran what turned out to be a a completely unnoticed campaign for president on the idea that if we wanted to end childhood poverty in this country, we could. And uh, when Joe Biden got elected, he included my enhanced child tax credit, a bill that I had worked on for years with Sherrod Brown and Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. They included it in the American Rescue Plan. And for, you know, one blessed period in American history, we said to ourselves, we don't have to accept this level of childhood poverty as a permanent feature of our economy or our democracy. We can actually do something about it. And unfortunately, as you point out, one colleague of mine on the Democratic side uh, couldn't be persuaded that parents were spending the money on their kids and was worried that they might spend it on other things. And so we've got to continue to fight for it. I think our goal as the richest country in the world should be to end childhood poverty in the United States, but cutting it in half, cutting hunger by a quarter, which we achieved when we passed this bill. I don't think there's been something, you know, that important done for working people um, in generations in this country. We're going to talk about your career as a senator, of course, but one more question about being superintendent of schools. We're just curious how that position got you interested in food specifically or what happened with you and your relationship to thinking about food and politics during that time. Yeah, I really appreciate that question because it was when I went into the job, there were a lot of indicators that we were failing on a lot of accounts as the American education system, I'm sad to say, is failing children in this country, especially children living in poverty, you know, and if you look at the lack of preschool education, the lack of quality of K-12, the lack of access to higher ed, it is not an exaggeration to say that our our education system is actually reinforcing the income inequality we have. That is appalling, but it's true. Um, We were winning awards for our food when I joined the Denver Public Schools. And so I thought, well, that's one thing that I don't have to worry about because we're, we're winning awards. So some someplace, somebody thinks we're doing a good job. Well, it turned out that we were winning awards because we had taken out a bunch of toxic stuff that was in the foods that was um, uh, that hadn't been taken out of other places that were feeding kids, other school districts that were feeding kids. But we were still trying to get kids to eat by making things that look like chicken McNuggets or making things that look like, you know, pizza or just trying to sort of make it healthier. And by the time I was done being superintendent, we had actually pulled out all we were we the district before I got there had pulled out all of the scratch kitchens from the elementary schools in Denver. And by the time I finished, we that's a national thing. Yeah, we put them back in, you know, and kids now have access to 
to fresh vegetables and they have access to food that doesn't look just like processed food because the effort is now to try to help people learn how to be better consumers of food. And the reason that's so important when you look at a district like Denver was that when we did a study, as we did on you know the number of kids, the percentage of kids that would end up with adult onset diabetes, if we didn't do something different with the food, that percentage was something like more than 60% or 70%. So that's one of the things I learned. That's great. Moving on to the Senate, you're on the Ag Committee, the Senate Ag Committee, and you've worked your way through two farm bills and are now on the 2023 bill. You know, I'm going to say something that might or might not be right, but my sense of the farm bill over the years is that it's kind of permanently problematic because we, by which I mean progressives, I guess, obviously want to maintain and increase the SNAP program. But there's also things in the farm bill that are objectionable, like subsidies for large farmers, subsidies for growing things we don't need. Every time you try to improve the farm bill, it seems the Republicans attack SNAP and you're sort of forced to back off. Like if you say, we want to open the farm bill and get rid of the stuff that's really screwing up American agriculture, Republicans will say, oh, okay, well, let's open up the farm bill, but SNAP has to be on the table and we'd like to cut it by 20% or whatever. So that's not a question. That's my impression. I wonder what you might say about that. And also, I'm I'm curious about how things are going this year. I mean, I think that's a fairly apt description of, of what goes on in the negotiation. Um, and it does give us a reminder, you know, or the opportunity to remind people of the requirements that do go with SNAP and who gets SNAP, you know, like 80% of the people that receive SNAP, I think if you if you add it up, are children, are seniors, are people with disabilities and are veterans. So that's that's eight out of 10 people. And I have yet to see many Republicans who have said they wanna put a work requirement in there for children um, yet, but I suppose that could <laughs> At happen. least. And, and, and the other opportunity is to remind people for the other two out of ten people, there are re- work requirements. So that's part of the that's part of the debate. I will say in the end that the Farm Bill is the product of a really interesting historical coalition that still exists, and it's a coalition that you know sort of anticipates the argument that you're talking about, Mark, which is that you know we have to get rid of SNAP because it's creating idleness in America or, or, you know, making people not go to work. And we go through these gyrations every single time. In this case, now it's about whether we should lift the debt ceiling and pay our bills or whether we should hold us, you know, create a massive self-inflicted wound in our economy and drive our, our credit rating into the basement. That would seem like an easy choice and holding SNAP hostage is something for what ultimately is going to be a choice that we will make not to destroy ourselves seems like a kind of ridiculous thing. But in the end, there will be a coalition of people that support the Farm Bill because of the other provisions that are in there that support American agriculture. And I think those of us that are interested in continuing progress in the country, I think, need to find places to to put innovation in the farm bill along the way around things like climate and soil health. And that's what we're going to continue to try to do. 
on the snap topic, there was this article in the New York Times about dad, your new representative, Mark Molinaro yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the Hudson Valley. The article is about Republican leaders wanting to tighten work requirements for food stamps and other government assistant programs as a way to slash federal funding. And this particular representative was highlighted. He recently flipped a seat here in New York. He was raised by a single mother, relied on food stamps um, and subsidized lunches. And he insists that he won't support any bill that diminishes these kinds of services. So... I guess when I look at, I'm saying this as such a constituent here, when I look at politics, it sort of seems like the only way that things get done is if someone has a personal take on something or if something is quid pro quo. And I'm wondering if it feels that way to you or, I mean, you care so deeply about SNAP and it's obvious that at least part of that is because of what you saw as superintendent. When it comes to an issue like this, is it naive to think that it's something that one politician can just sort of talk to another one about? Well, I think one politician can talk to another about that. And I think personal experience does matter. You know, it doesn't always mean you're right. I mean, this place, like where I'm sitting today, there is not a place in the universe. I mean that quite literally. There's not a place in the universe farther away from America's schools and classrooms than the United States Senate. There isn't. You know, it's full of people. Most of the people here went to, they went to at least elementary school. A lot of them graduated from high school. A lot of them went to college. It was like 150 years ago. But that <laughs> that personal experience of having done that, you know, <laughs> makes them think they know how schools work and they know, you know, what students need today, which is you couldn't be further from the truth. I think in some ways they're actually worse off having had their own education 150 years ago than if they never had one. And they were just sort of curious about what it might look like out there in America today to, you know, if you're a kid in a country like ours where the education system's in as rough shape as it is today or where when if somebody comes in here in my office and says sometimes, you know, another child has died the age of my children, you know, I no longer wonder whether it was an accident or whether it was leukemia or, so, you know, my questions are, was it a suicide? Was it? fentanyl or was it guns you know and 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 the fact that we're even asking that question in america without then asking ourselves how are we going to address these issues is is i think you know i've I've gone a little bit away from your question i'll come back to it but i think ought to be in front of us you know that answer is whatever many of weeks we're going to waste in this city talking about this idiotic self-inflicted wound of the debt ceiling, which will resolve itself unless we're good. We really are going to destroy ourselves. That's time taken away from addressing the issues that we need to address for America's children. It's a reflection again of something that I often think when I'm here, which is that we keep treating America's children like they're someone else's children, not like there are our children. But I guess what I would also say is that I would hope that it's not just about experience. It's not just about one congressperson talking to another, but that people can actually be informed by data. You know, in the case of the child tax credit, for example, there are studies of similar child you know, benefits around the industrialized world that tell us it works, that tell us that more people stay at work when they have a child benefit like the one that we have 
In other words, they have a higher workforce participation rate than we do. The people spend the money at kids, that kids, to go back to the point earlier that you made about what Mark says about food, that kids that aren't, aren't hungry actually have a better shot of learning and a better shot of graduating. All of those things are true. And, you know, my job, I think, as somebody who's an advocate for this, is to make sure the people that are on the other side of this have the benefit of that data and can can hopefully appreciate it. I guess the last point I'll make is I do think we've gotten to a place in our political system where there everybody thinks they have a monopoly on wisdom and they don't have to listen to anybody else. That is a complete mis-like apprehension of how a democracy is supposed to work. You know, we're not we're not in a democracy so that we'll agree with each other. That's not the point. You know, you can if you want that, you can get that in a totalitarian system where somebody's telling people what they should think. In a democracy, your expectation should be that people are going to disagree with you, but that out of those disagreements, we're going to actually create, you know, a more imaginative idea than any tyrant could come up with on their own, whether that's around food or whether that's around how do we end childhood poverty or what do we do, you know, with these work requirements. I mean, and I still am a huge believer in that, notwithstanding the fact that I've been here during years of profound dysfunction. I actually believe more in that that set of principles today than I ever have before. And I think it's important for us to make sure that we're holding our elected officials responsible to, you know, and accountable to engage in those kind of debates and discussions and to come home and have town halls with us, you know, and to have discussions with the people we represent so that we have the benefit of that pluralistic point of view as well. We'll be back in just a minute with more from me, Kate, and Senator Michael Bennett. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include Dynamic Sky Panorama Glass Roof, Front Row Massaging Seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the Multi-Terrain Select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. I actually want to ask an off-the-cuff question, and then we'll talk about cooking, I promise. My husband and I both, we find you to be a real inspiration, um, and you and Senator Booker in particular. And I think, (laughs) I guess my question is, you know, when you read the news and you get bogged down and all the bad news and there's so much going on and it's everything's terrible and blah, blah, blah. You experienced that on such a different level from the rest of us because you see all of it so much more clearly. And yet you're so upbeat. You're, like I said, you're 
you're really an inspiration. How do you, where do you find, where do you find hope and joy? Where do you get it from when you're in that kind of job? Well, I find a lot of hope and joy from Cory Booker. That is true. <laughs> he, was, he, he was, he was the mayor of Newark when I was the superintendent of the Denver Public Schools. So we have been friends for a long time. And I remember the day he walked on the floor of the Senate. I was literally beaming. I was so happy that he was here. And 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 in part because I knew how well represented the kids I'd worked for in Denver would be by by Corey being here, and also just because of who he is. I remember, you know, when I was when I announced that I was going to run for president, and even my mom said to me, "Michael, do we really need a seventh candidate here? That doesn't make a lot of sense." <laughs> and Corey and I both trolled around at the bottom of the polls in the, in the places where we went throughout most of it. And I, and Corey came out to Colorado last year when I was running again for the Senate. And, and I was telling that story and I said, you know, my mom, she asked whether we needed seven people when I got in, I noticed that she never said the same thing about Corey Booker <laughs> when he got into the race. He was, and I think he would have been and still would be a great president, uh, uh, and he, he really is a great guy. But to answer the question, you know, I think that my inspiration comes from knowing how hard it is to make change in democracies and also my belief that democracy is where humans are meant to live and that humans who live in totalitarian societies, that in general, really bad things happen to them. My mom and her parents were Polish Jews who miraculously survived the Holocaust and you know, they they made it after years after the after Warsaw, you know, or after, you know, after the war, they they came, they went to Stockholm and then they went to Mexico City and then they came to the United States. And, you know, my mom enrolled herself in the New York City public schools and graduated from Hunter College High School, and went on to college. And my grandparents had a small business and they had this, you know, to our immigration discussion earlier. Nobody I know has ever had thicker accents than my grandparents had, and yet <laughs> I can say that about my grandparents too. Yeah, and nobody's ever been greater patriots than they were because not because they thought this country was perfect, but they thought that we had a way of fixing the country through means other than political violence, and they could be part of that. They truly believed that it was like that is what they believed. And when you look at American history and you consider the fact, I'm just going to pick one example of a million, but here's just one. The fact that it took women in this country a hundred years, you know, to fight for the self-evident right to vote, you know, which they finally got after a hundred years. I don't see why we think we have any right to give up, you know, or have any right to say it's too hard or have any right to be so pissed off about what that day's cable television conversation, you know, tends to be or how brutal my Twitter feed, you know, tends to be, which is brutal. You know, your the focus needs to be on on whether or not we're going to have a democracy that we can be proud to leave our kids and our grandkids and whether we're going to have, you know, an economy that actually works for everybody. And by the way, those are related questions. And that's where my inspiration comes from. I mean, the work is really, really hard, you know, but I think about every day almost, I think about a kid in, in my old school district or somewhere else in America who's 
pushing on the door of a school that no kid in America should have to go to, you know, and they're pushing on that front door is, in my opinion, an act of patriotism because they're saying, I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I can't, you know, I can't do everything. You know, I can't fix all these other problems because this is what I'm supposed to do. But there are people that are supposed to fix these problems, and we are the ones. I'm not talking about senators. I'm talking about Mark. I'm talking about Kate. I'm talking about me and Cory Booker. You know, we are all the people that are meant to have something to pass on, and that is a fight worth having. You know, it's a and it's a fight worth winning. We have to win that fight. We have to. That was a great answer. Thank you. Good question, Kate. Okay, cooking. <laughs> well, so the the way that we got in touch yeah. with you, we got in touch because where were you talking about TikTok? It was that same conversation, right? Oh, yeah. No, that was on a podcast. It was on a podcast, a local podcast in Denver. And the woman on the podcast had said that she had, I was asking her, she was saying she's going to cook dinner and I was asking what she was going to make. And she said, I'm going to make tofu. And I said, do you have a tofu? She was young. And I said, do you have a good tofu recipe? And she said, I don't have a good tofu recipe. And I rattled off Mark (laughs) Bittman's recipe for stir-fried tofu and I guess snow peas or or whatever it is you want to use. And that's how you heard about the fact that I'd become obsessed with your father's uh, cookbook. Obsessed. Wow. I was like... (laughs) That's oh true. my God, Let Senator me- Bennett! <laughs> we have to have Here's him what on the happened. Podcast. I can tell you what happened during. So I've cooked my whole life, and I and I, I like to cook. But during, you know, I lived in two different places. I was in Washington D.C. You know, spending a lot of time eating processed like microwave dinners and stuff. And then COVID hit, and they closed the cafeterias in the in the in the Senate. So I had to start, I had to figure out how to bring my lunch. And that led me for some reason, I don't know why it led me to buy your book. And I started cooking myself dinner and cooking myself lunch. And there, I won't belabor it, but I'll make a couple points if you'll let me. One, I didn't have any appreciation for the, what a dramatic difference cooking with cast iron makes in a person's life. I mean, I that that is that just the instrument of using that, which is something that I never used before. And I don't know why that is, but now I do. And then I could go through a whole bunch of recipes, but I will say the one, the least recipe in the entire or the the, the one that is least difficult is your recipe for broiled fish, which you cook in one of those cast iron pans with a little bit of olive oil in it that you put in there to heat up under the broiler before you throw the fish in there afterwards that i mean i don't know we've probably eaten that or during covid we might have eaten that two or three times a week which we wouldn't have done had had we not had the benefit of that recipe it's not even it's not even as i say it's not even really a recipe no but a the lot simplicity of the stuff i do isn't really recipes <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just cooking well that's is your family thrilled? Oh, they love it. Yeah, they love it. They, uh, it's made, I think everybody feels like the last couple of years, the food's gotten a lot better in our house and they're right. <laughs> That's great. That. That's great. So we do ask everybody what they had for dinner last night. It's our last question. You already told us, but can you expand on that a little bit? 
What shrimp dish are we talking about? Yeah, this dish I think you call something like still the best shrimp dish ever or still the best way. <laughs> the now I know dish. what you mean. Yeah, the shrimp dish. Yeah, and it is still. I will say that I I think that your recipe calls for... Is it the garlic cumin olive oil thing? I have it here. Yeah, but it's cumin and it's cumin. It's the spice. There's another spice. Pimenton. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which I don't even know how to pronounce properly. But I don't I don't actually use that. I use chili powder for my shrimp. And then I, I put it in a tortilla and it's uh that's that's what I have. So there's a good example. All right, we are gonna let you go. Don't stop cooking. It's really nice to spend time with you. I'm grateful for it. Well, we are too. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again. I'll see you again, and and uh, thank you very much for my family for all the good stuff you've done for them. I really appreciate it. Sweet of you to say so. Per Senator Bennett himself, this is one of his favorite recipes, and it's mine. It's from the 20th anniversary edition of How to Cook Everything. I'm sort of proud of that. And it is for stir-fried tofu with snow peas or sugar snaps. Perfect time of year to make this dish. And um, if you're a hater of tofu, the ginger, the garlic, the snow peas or sugar snaps in here, they're going to make you love it. Okay, so start with one and a half to two pounds firmer, extra firm tofu. You can freeze it. You can squeeze it. You can press it. Just get it dry somehow. A pound of snow peas or sugar snaps. A couple of scallions, three tablespoons of vegetable oil, good quality vegetable oil, salt and pepper, two tablespoons of chopped garlic, do not skimp, and two tablespoons of chopped ginger. You can use more if you like. A couple of dried chilies. I suppose they're optional. Two tablespoons of soy sauce. You'll use as much as you want. And some toasted sesame seeds, let's say a tablespoon. Cut the tofu into cubes no bigger than an inch. Slice the peas in half lengthwise if you like, which is attractive, but not entirely necessary. Trim and slice the scallions. Keep the white and green parts separate. And then put two tablespoons of the oil in a wok or a large skillet. When it's hot, add the tofu in a single layer, sprinkle it with salt and pepper, and cook undisturbed until the piece is brown on the bottom and release from the pan about five minutes. Scrape them up with a spatula, Toss them a little bit and let the tofu sizzle until they're crisp in places. Just a couple of minutes more. Remove them to a plate and then add the remaining tablespoon of oil to the skillet. Return it to high heat and immediately add the scallion whites, the garlic, the ginger, the chilies, if you're using them, and cook, stirring for just about 10 seconds. Then add the peas and a half a cup of water. And then cook still over high heat, stirring and scraping up any browned bits until the peas turn bright green and most of the water has bubbled away. That'll just take a minute or so. Return the tofu to the pan with some soy sauce. Remove that from the heat. Stir in the scallion greens and the sesame seeds if you're using them. Taste and adjust seasoning. You might want more soy sauce. You might want to put in a teaspoon of sesame oil and serve that right away over rice. Enjoy that. Thank you to the good Senator Michael Bennett for joining us today and for being so persistent in his excellent work on food and all other areas, of course. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter 
at Senator Bennett, there's only one T in Bennett. So it's Senator B-E-N-N-E-T. And on Facebook, at Sen Bennett Co. S-E-N-B-E-N-N-E-T-C-O. Thanks for listening. Thanks to my co-host and producer, Kate Bittman. Thanks to our engineer, as always, the great Davis Lloyd. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and to the Bittman Project at BittmanProject.com. And we will see you next week when we will have somebody incredible. Thanks again. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.